Welcome back to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. I hope that you're having trouble falling asleep at night because you're too scared. Today's tale is Slivers, Mary's Revenge, the final chapter. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. <laughs> As Bradley finished shooting everyone and was leaving the building, police cars were in front waiting for him. The police yelled at him to drop the gun and get down on the ground. Bradley stood there and brought the gun up quickly and fired off a couple of shots. The police fired back, but Bradley had already started to run down the path that leads to where Mary started the fire. The same path connects Mary and Bradley's house, but it's a distance of about 10 kilometers. As he ran, Bradley could hear the police chasing him. Going into the trees and bush, he was able to get ahead of them, so he proceeded to take his clothes off. Police dogs could be heard in the distance. Bradley kept running, and when he arrived at the tree where the Robin family perished and hell started for Mary and himself, he stopped and stood beside it. The police only came so far because the police dogs couldn't track anymore. They were confused by the smells from the clothing that Bradley had taken off and the forest itself. Hours went by and finally Bradley thought it was safe to start walking home, but he stayed off the path and continued in the forest. In the time spent with the police chasing him, Bradley's hand turned holding the gun. The only finger he could move was his index, the trigger finger. Once he arrived at the house, he broke a window to get in. He was still able to somewhat use his right hand to turn a light on in the kitchen. The neighbor, who had been visited by the police, saw the light come up and called the number on the card. Within minutes, several police vehicles showed up quietly in stealth mode. They recognized Bradley from the security camera footage of the shootings. The police officers surrounded the house and a battering ram was brought in. Smashing the door open, the police ran in. Bradley fired a couple of wild shots, missing everyone. The police were about to fire back, but he jumped through a kitchen window into the backyard. The policemen who were at the back door saw him land and take off down the trail at the end of the backyard. They started chasing, Bradley shooting at them and the police shooting at Bradley. Bradley kept running, and as he ran, he was imagining he could see Mary's face on every tree he passed. He also thought he could hear her voice in the wind that was blowing, asking why, over and over. A bullet hit him in the upper right back, which hadn't completely transitioned yet, so he felt the pain. He fired back, then his gun jammed. He moved onto the bank of the creek, and a bullet hit him in the upper left back. The police were almost on top of him, so when Bradley turned to face them, a bullet from a high-powered rifle struck him in the upper chest, knocking him off balance, causing his feet to slip, and into the creek he fell. There had been an unusual amount of rain, causing the creek to be above its normal level and flowed quicker because of that. Bradley started floating down the creek. 
Police who had seen him go in radioed to other units to be on the lookout for him. But everyone else watching only saw what looked like a log pass by them. In the creek, then a river to a lake, and eventually the open sea, Bradley floated. Some days he was able to see the sun with his knot eye, and others the vast darkness of the water. Eventually he ended up on shore somewhere. A local found him washed up and thought it was a carving, but the thing that was extraordinary was the remnants of a gun in his hand. The local cleaned Bradley up, a fresh coat of outdoor varnish, and put him on Kanigi to sell. A local bar owner on the beach where Bradley was found bought him and put him in front of the bar outside to greet the customers. The owner noted that it was interesting about the bullets in the carving and the left hand holding the gun. Bradley remained there for a very long time. His right eye still had a green tree sucker and because his left could only see straight ahead, the majority of times he couldn't see the faces of those who peed on him, threw up on him, the seagulls and other various birds who shit on him. Thus was Mary's revenge. The police investigation didn't really lead to anywhere. There were a lot of missing answers to questions. The police found the letter that was given to Bradley on the day of the shooting. The envelope hadn't been opened yet, so a detective took out the letter and started to read. Brad, this is the last letter I will be able to write. I didn't tell you the whole truth of what I was told when visited. The goddess... Artemis, made me a tree spirit because of my remorse. So, when you agreed to my wishes, you willingly killed a tree spirit. You shouldn't have cheated on me. Artemis and the others are punishing you, and it's the only thing I could do to make you pay for breaking my heart. The doctor told me that my logical and analytical side might be affected, but I didn't care. Oh, By the way, stress or high emotions such as anger, frustration, makes the transition quicker and more painful. Sincerely, Mary. The detective finished reading, folded the letter, and put it in an evidence bag. Another policeman asked him, what did the letter say? The detective looked at him and said, I don't have the foggiest idea. Bradley is on the most wanted list to this very day.